Welcome to Sports Central, I'm Rick Drew. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, Phil, I bet you're excited this week. Well, it's been a big weekend of sport, oh, wasn't it, Rick? Oh, unbelievable. The AFLW kicked off it, in a big way. In a big way, <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, I know you're a great fan of it. You must have been really excited. On the edge of my seat. Well, with the additional teams, eight at six games played. Unbelievable. Yeah. Eh? How many goals scored? Mammoth, 40 goals. 40 in all the matches. No, oh, that's per game. No, <laughs> forty goals. Forty goals. Forty goals in uh, six games, Phil. That's ex- that's that would have had the umpires really struggling. Unbelievable, isn't it? Now, I think before we go any further, I I don't quite understand modern uh, English. Um, I, at the risk of being called a troll. And to the best of my knowledge, a troll was a sort of mythical yep. Scandinavian little creature. But evidently now, if you say naughty things on um, social media, yep, yep. you get called a troll. Oh. Well, A, I don't have a social media account, so I would have thought that rules me out. But at the risk of being called a troll, I really think that we should talk about this this AFLW. I mean, 40 goals over six games, maximum number of goals scored in any game was, hold on, excitement plus 10. 10? 306 versus Geelong 4. Oh, not 10 by one club, though. <laughs> no, no. no one hit double figures even. No, no one hit double figures. I think the excitement plus would have been the GWS and Gold Coast game, one goal three to one goal two. Hey? That's unreal, isn't it? It is. Um, anyway, game. so close. So, do you know that if you take your forty goals over those six games, yep, four quarters to a game, so that's twenty-four quarters. That works out at hold on to your hat, one point six six goals per quarter. <laughs> what do I do for the rest of the time? Just scramble around. Well, in the they middle. do. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's yeah, just, it is. It is it's just, just a, a scramble. scramble. Now. I think to clarify something, we we need to speak about that it is in a sense understandable that the standard is what it is in the sense that uh, most of these women weren't brought up playing the game like boys are, etc, etc. And probably well after you and I are pushing up daisies, there will be considerable numbers of girls who may choose to grow up playing footy, even if it's, you know, even if it's no longer only because you've got to survive in the backyard with your brothers. Yep. The point I would like to make to our listeners is that I'm not wanting to criticise the standard of AFLW per se. I have been accused of calling it substandard, and I guess people can say, well, substandard to what? Now, that's a fair question, I suppose. What I'm more concerned about is that I believe, for reasons that we might talk about in a minute, that the publicity, the mass media publicity given to AFLW is so disproportionately large in relation to the standard of sport they're producing, as against all our world-class women's teams, whether it's soccer, netball, basketball, hockey, lacrosse, we could go on for ages. Mm. Now, if I was one of those women, I would be actually quite cross. You know, they are actually at the top of the tree producing world standard quality 
performances against an average of 1.66 goals per quarter. What do you reckon? Well, I watched uh, getting off, uh, or keeping on it really, I suppose, the Matildas, 6-0 yeah. they won the other yeah. night. I mean, they scored three goals in about a minute. Yes. I mean, these girls are scoring three goals in a whole game. Yeah. And, and, less. And, and the thing is that those Matildas now, in this competition they're in right now, have now qualified to go to the yep. uh, Olympic Games in Tokyo in 2020 or whenever it is. Now, you know, and, you know, I just think that's the unfair part. You know, uh, good luck to the girls for um, wanting to play. And as time goes by, many of them will become far more athletic. I think, as we've discussed on this show before, there, there are forever going to be some degree of limitations because of the physiology of women that they are never going to be as strong as men. But within reason, um, if and when it, you know, they get to it, they should at least be able to produce a quality of football that enables more than one and a half goals to be kicked. But, I mean, I just can't believe the skill level. I mean, uh, like a girl like Shani Layton's played... X amount of games for Australia, and she can hardly catch a, the mm. footy. Mm. She can hardly, I mean, the thing fell in her hands. She was about two metres out, kicked the goal, and you think she'd just broken a world record in, you know, yeah. the, the, the celebrations was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and the ball only just hit her foot, and she's yeah. only two metres out. Yeah. And that that's basically the problem, oh. that most of these people, and I've got a feeling it does have something to do with the behind-the-scenes sponsorship and government grants got to it. women's sport, that you're getting a lot of even, dare I say, nearly retired, say, netballers yeah. or basketballers yep. Yep. transferring over who have been playing football for two and a half minutes and are getting paid... Uh, and basically their skill levels uh, have always been revolved around a big basketball or netball rather than a, an oblong thing called a football. And as a consequence, anyway, I think we've covered it and I just hope that everyone understands that it's more to the point that I believe all, it doesn't matter whether it's men or women's sport, the amount of coverage you get should be proportional to the standard of the general game that's being played just let me put oh, and, and the afl would have thrown so much money into it too rick so they'd be pushing the oh, the barrow as well and for, that's exactly for right. any coverage that's and right. you know and free admission yeah. you know still yeah. free yeah. to get in and watch yeah. it you know you, oh eight thousand here that it was one crowd i yeah. thought well yeah well you know. i mean that, there's no there's I mean, maybe the argument is you shouldn't compare them to the guys is a fair call. But when it comes to, as you've just said, even attendances, you can't compare because you're not comparing chalk with chalk. You, you're comparing free admittance. Even the grand final in Adelaide Oval last mm. year when it's full. Well, I wonder how many have been there if you had to pay $25 yeah, to exactly get in. exactly right. Exactly right. And that's the big difference. Yeah. So there you go. Well, while we were still on women's sport, Phil... Yep. What about, I tell you what, it depends on what sport you're in as to whether you're secure in your job. What about the Aussie uh, Diamonds netball uh, coach, Fact. Lisa Alexander? Just after nine years, yep. a World Cup and a Commonwealth yep. Cup, admittedly they only came second in those more recent cups, but um, they've just beaten the Silver Ferns, the, yep. the great Zero. rivals, yep. in a four-test series. She's got the flick. Gone. Gone. She's not getting a new or a renewal of contract. 
Well, would Kenny be looking? He'd be looking over his shoulder, oh, wouldn't he, Rick? Kenny Hinckley hey? must think he is on a big, soft How's he been mattress. Going? Well, it makes you wonder if you apply those sorts of rules, like I've given um, Lisa the flick, and you, some of these soccer coaches, they they only ever rent their their shacks at two weeks at a time because they don't know whether they'll still have a job. And there's Kenny, secure, oh. one one appearance in the finals in the last five years, and he's safe and sound, so they say. I mean, it's... He really reckons this year, isn't it, Rick? Oh, he thinks... This year. He, he, claims, he claims that this is the year. This is it. It's one of be. Well, I mean, it's interesting that Kenny is so confident. He... He always at the pre-season says he loves the club. Well, I guess if you've got a secure, comfortable coaching contract... 800000 a year plus, probably, and <laughs> I reckon I'd love him. Well, I reckon I would as well. But it seems as though there are a few people around who aren't quite as confident about Port's future in this season wow. as Kenny is. Ladbrokes, yep. they've got them at $26 to as an outsider to win the premiership i would have thought that was very generous actually <laughs> but anyway yeah. so i reckon kenny well given those circumstances could consider himself pretty might lucky. Be on thin ice i mean my other theory is that perhaps the only reason he's still there is because they re-signed re him and they can't afford to. well that's the other thing i think he had two years to go well, you got to pay him out so yeah, there's so a maybe million that's it. plus in it but i think uh from what i've read that he'd want to, and I've heard between the lines, they'd want to make the eight this year, else he could be on the market. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there, Rick. So uh, now, what about the Allen Border medal? No, just before, oh, yeah, what, yeah. while we're on the women's, yes. I was watching the cricket yesterday, India versus Australia, yes. saw one of the funniest things, Rick, and you being an umpire might be able to, I don't know, I mean, you haven't got the uh, the sound tracking monitor down by the stumps. Oh, oh, no, they haven't got that. The no, you wouldn't yet. have it there, but anyhow, yesterday, the Australian captain, Lanning, was yep. going to be run out by about a metre, and the young Indian girl threw the ball, yep. and it's hit one of these, well, right. it's sort of in the ground, but it's flicked up, this little sound monitor. Oh, so slightly yeah. above ground. Yeah. Right, yes. Well, it's sort of ground level, but right. it's flicked itself up. So it's going to dead set, middle peg, yep. run out, gone, see you later. Well, it's flicked up, and the ball's flicked out to the side, missed, didn't hit the stumps then, and they've run another run then. So they've run one into two, and the ball was going to... Never seen that in my life. No. And, and they it. said that now that it's happened, something will need to be done about yeah, it. Because, yeah. um, I mean, it was going run for run, basically. You know, it could have cost yes. India the match, yeah. but it didn't yeah. because Australia won quite Did you hear one of the Indians swear in Indian or whatever they swear? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, she hardly, hardly blinked an eyelid because it, the ball didn't hit the stumps no. and it was gone and... But I had no, never seen uh, that. Well, I, I mean, I pay no attention to those stump mics or whatever, but I actually must confess I thought they were actually within the stumps, so that shows yeah, how bad I Yeah, it's just in front of them. Yeah. It's just in front of them. And, I mean, and given, given that, then despite yeah. the fact that it might be at 1,000 to 1, the chance is that it could happen, and yeah. you've seen it. Um, yeah. so unbelievable. How about that? Anyway, well, that's... Sorry, I, no, we'll that's get back onto the Allen Border medal. Well, what do you reckon, David? Paddy Cummings won it, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Well, he was the red. How'd he go favorite. over in England? Davey Warner has got up and won by a vote. Really? From Steve Smith. Oh, I thought Cummings was going to win that easy. Well, 
I think the three of them were in the hunt. I mean, there's no doubt that Warner was in the hunt. Um, but I think uh, my... Oh, but we'd better say, because I think there was one part of the... Uh, the awards that I certainly did agree with, and that they awarded the Test Cricketer of the Year to Manus Labuschagne. Yep, um, deserved. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there has been some controversy for a number of years over the scoring points system for the Allen Border Medal. Yep. In that, and I'm not quite sure how it works, but obviously it's basically same amount of weighting given to Test matches, One Days, and T20s. Oh, okay. And yep. the and the argument's been that. And evidently, uh, there are some people a bit shocked and dismayed that Warner has won it, um, that there is quite some talk now that there should be a greater weighting given to test match performance. Yep. Uh, and then whether you go down the line and give the next best to one day and then yeah. T20, I don't know. But, um, I mean, I think there is a point. Um, there's a, a, a interesting letter recently in uh, the what, wonderful... by you? Or? No. <laughs> <laughs> in the wonderful Daily Crow from a Peter Hawkins of Blackwood who makes the point, of, which I think is pretty valid in terms of the, the mm -hmm. value of test yep. cricket. And I actually will quote him. Steve Smith scores 774 runs in the Ashes at an average of 110.57. David Warner scores 95 runs in the Ashes at an average of 9.5, but Warner wins the Allen Border medal. Go figure. And I, I couldn't agree more with mm. that. Um, and, and, you know, but whether they change or so not. So really the only way he's won that is because he plays all forms of cricket, doesn't he, for well, Australia? Well, that's an interesting point. Now, admittedly now Smith is doing something, yeah. but there are there are a number of them who don't. Yeah. And if you look at the fast bowling brigade where they rotate them yeah, even they in rest test them cricket, all the time. well, yeah. half of them don't play the short form games yeah. at all. So you, you well, I guess you can't get a point if you're not playing. No. Can you? So exactly. it's interesting. And I think, um, you know, maybe it's an old cricketer talking, but I still believe that the, the greatest value should be given to test cricket, in my humble mm. opinion, as it were. Well, seeing not everybody's playing that form of the three forms of cricket, isn't it? The 2020, the yeah. 50s and the I mean, the other, the other alternative is that you give a, an Allen Border medal law and call another two and you give one for test cricket, mm. one for one day cricket yeah. and one for T20 cricket. Yeah rather than try and wrap them up. Yep. Uh, particularly, as you've pointed out, that not all players are available or no. get picked to play all three forms. So you're not starting equally from the very start, are you? So, um, and what about you're into golf, aren't you, Phil? You're a very good golfer. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but the ladies' golf is on in Adelaide. Australian Women's Open Golf Championships, Royal Adelaide. Yep, Royal Adelaide. You, about well, to kick off as we well, speak. Oh, I hear that you're off. leaving... <laughs> Kicked off very much yeah. earlier than this yeah. being recorded. I hear that you're going down this afternoon to get the afternoon session. Uh, no. No? No. no Speaking not. of golf, I've got a good yep. golf joke. Okay. All right. That couldn't be my ball, Caddy. It looks far too old. It's a long time since we started, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, my golf, I've, I get good value for money when I go and play golf. I get plenty of shots. You've got in. plenty of shots. Yep. Well, that's interesting. Now, we haven't got a lot of time, no, but I think it is worth just... What about the great idea of having a second sports stadium in Adelaide, Phil? Where's the other one? Well, Are they 
Count Adelaide Oval. That, or, well, yeah, yeah, that's well, one. That's one. Yeah. What, they, well, Memorial they Drive, two. <laughs> Playford Tennis Centre, three. <laughs> what there is a suggestion, be it may what be, that they need a new sports stadium within the Adelaide CBD. Now, I ask you, we can't fill Adelaide Oval uh, except for football. Uh, yeah, not you know, port, but the Crows right. normally do fill it. But, I mean, I just cannot see... We are not Melbourne. We haven't got a population no. of five or six million. We don't go out all that often. And there is just, to my mind, no justification for a second And statement. I believe our figures are all dropped. I, I know you've probably got the figures there somewhere, Rick, but it doesn't matter anyhow. But, like, the strikers are dropped off this year. Adelaide United's yeah. dropped off. Sorry. You know, so and the footy, as yeah. we know, have, have dropped off a bit. Well, I mean, so, you, um, th- those T20 strikers um, are frightening results. They've virtually yeah, it gone was forty to forty six thousand. Yeah. I think that's it was, a huge change. And as uh, I, I think we did mention before, that the Reds prefer to play at High Marsh, yeah, where right. it's basically exactly right. twelve thousand. It yep. feels like a good stadium. Yeah. I mean, just imagine. Uh, the Reds playing with 12,000 on our, or the equivalent of a second stadium, be it built for soccer mm. purposes, you know, 60,000 seats and, and 10,000 yeah. of them with bums on them. Look like little ants. Well, yeah. I mean, the atmosphere would be non-existent. No, and there I don't think it's I mean, needed. particularly when it might and be... The basketball shifted now to... Well, and, so, and and they're happy with that. Well, well we've already they've gone to the entertainment yeah. centre. Their figures are up. Yes. Now we've already built that stadium. Yeah. We don't need to build Let's another. Let's use it. Oh. What a good idea. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you must become the sports oh. minister for yeah. the local. Who uh, is? Oh, that yeah, Corey <laughs> Wingard, isn't it? <laughs> I think he's all over it. <laughs> We're running out of time, Rick. So I are think we going to wind it up? We are going to wind it up. So till until next week. This is Rick, and this is Phil.